Millions up for grabs. Retailers closing worldwide. Salespeople losing their jobs. Online sales at an all-time high. Your route to financial freedom. Getting best sellers online. Getting a piece of the action. Learn from the top sellers. Become a top seller. Ecom leaders start now. All right. Ricardo, welcome. So good to have you here today. Interviewing a mega entrepreneur, finance guru, Mr. <laughs> Ricardo Pero. Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay, excellent. So, man, uh, good to have you. I'm uh, really glad you could make it. Great to be here. Glad I could make it. <laughs> okay, great. So, um, the reason I wanted to bring you on is because, you know, we're doing this show and it has all these e-commerce entrepreneurs, guys who uh-huh. you know, want to make money online. And honestly, in, in the world that we are in, you know, uh, Amazon FBA, Amazon private label, uh, there's a lot of cash problems, you know, in general. And I've seen like, you've made an absolutely amazing resource for people, right? Sellers funding. Um, and you are a co-founder or founder? Co-founder. Okay, excellent. And so uh, could, you, could you tell me, um, first of all, how did you start in this business? Like what made you even want to help you know, I, I don't know if you originally wanted to help e-commerce people or how, how the journey was. Yeah. I, so when you think about how, how I started, it's uh, first was a personal decision to leave my old job. Um, I, I spent like 20 years working for big banks and, you know, seven years, eight years at Citi, um, eight years at JP Morgan, some years at Bank of America. But the last, the, uh, when I left JP Morgan, I knew two things. I knew that I wanted to do something different with my life, but something that I could uh, leverage my experience, but also learn something new. And during six months or so, I ended up doing some uh, consulting jobs here and there. And, and then uh, a friend of mine called me um, asking for, for some help. He, he moved from his own website to Amazon and he saw his sales jump from like 50,000 a month to 500,000 in like three months. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. And then he called me and said, Ricardo, I, I mean, everything that I planned, my budget, gone. And not only that, but my margins are, are, are good, but Amazon is holding my, my payments. And I don't know why. I need to understand why. And I'm going to need access to new capital. I said, fine, let me see what I can do. And, and by the way, full disclosure, I've never worked with a small business prior to that. Wow. I mean, I always work with like multinational companies, hedge funds, and, and so. And what, so, what what level is a small business? Like, how much revenue is considered small business? In you know, in your eyes, or maybe the official definition. Um, I mean, I would say if you if you are a ten, fifty million dollar, up to fifty million dollars in annual revenue, you're either, you're also you're still consider like a micro loan. Okay, You're, okay. Um, 50, 50, five, zero, right? Five, zero million in revenue. Five, or five, in revenue, five, zero in loan. Okay, in revenue. No, five, 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 50, five, zero. 
you still consider like a, a very small business. I mean, we, we have companies with, you know, hundreds of millions uh, of revenues still consider small business. Wow. Okay. So first time um, you work for somebody so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, it, it's actually interesting because when you look at the majority of, of sellers, online sellers, mm-hmm. they fall into this, they, they, there is a gap because you're not eligible to to work with with business units mm-hmm. from big financial institutions, and you and you are kind of in this limbo because you wanna you you wanna work with someone that understands your business mm-hmm. and probably gonna be assigned to a a relationship manager that handles your personal account. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're not having a conversation with uh, someone that understands small business and it's kind of weird. And, uh, and that would be in the bank world, right? Traditional bank. So yeah. I started at Amazon. I went from 50,000 to 500,000, like your friend. The next day I want some money. I mean, I don't think there's a bank there. There's not a bank in this country that will lend you money. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know that I know of, of any significant. No. Banks will, they will, they work in a, they have this credit model. And if you don't fit the box, you're out, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They will ask for personal guarantees. They will ask for uh, receivables as, as as a pledge, uh, as a collateral. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually um, it's going to take them months and the usual answer is no, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And then... Uh, more recently, you have uh, the SBA stepping in, mm-hmm. especially now during this crisis, but it still is not ideal. And uh, one thing that people forget is uh, one of the key aspects of the SBA uh, loan, especially these more recent programs, your business need, needs to be negatively impacted by this whole crisis. Mm, mm-hmm. And I mean, e-commerce is quite the opposite, right? Most yes. of e-commerce sellers they've been positively impacted by by the crisis, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, a different a different thing, and I, I have seen that, right? And so, I mean, it's you, you could maybe you could get around that, right? Like, my, you know, in Chinese New Year it was very tough to get inventory because COVID yeah. and whatnot. I mean, but again, it's I, I I definitely know what you're saying. Like, the gist of it is people who are in 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 a really bad position are the ones who get the funding. So then. E-commerce guys would be out. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, banks. So going back to to your question, banks usually they're very slow and they work in this box and they mm-hmm. don't understand e-commerce. Um, okay, so then back uh, back to the story. Then yeah, uh, your your buddy um, he needed this money. Uh, mm-hmm. All the low, all the guys were saying like we won't work with you, I guess, or I don't know if he was asking them, but he went to yeah. you knowing that you came from the finance world and said, hey, I need some money. What can you do? And then yeah. how did that go? So I went to talk to banks, no go. Then I went to talk to a few MCA and, and some some online lenders. What, what is I, MCA? What's MCA? Uh, merchant Cash Advance Companies. Oh, like, like a cabbage? Like a cabbage, for okay. example. But then when you do the math, even the, though they announce, oh, we're going to charge you 1.5%, 2% monthly. Uh, but that's quite not right because um, talking about 
them specifically, they up upfront a lot of fees. They upload a lot a lot of fees upfront. And when you do the calculation, the math calculation, they are, they will be charging you 30, 40, 50 percent a year. Uh, what are you talking about, cabbage? I'm talking about most most, most merchant cash uh, cash advance companies. Yeah, they charge a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, they charge a lot. Yeah. Um, then I thought, okay, there must be something in between because banks are slow. It, they rarely approve. Um, and then you have these very expensive uh, alternatives. The something in between that I found was Amazon lending. But Amazon, you cannot apply for a loan. You need to right. be invited, right? right. So, and, and that in your relationship is with the push of a button. There is no one that understands your business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, and if you have a new product line that you want to to launch, or if you're growing to a different marketplace, Amazon is looking at your business within Amazon. Mm -hmm. If you have a successful Shopify store, or if you want to grow to Walmart, Amazon doesn't see that. Actually, right. so I thought, okay, let's think about it. And long story short, I finalized that consulting job. We end up raising capital. Like mm. he ended up selling uh, a stake in his uh, of his company to a number of investors. I I helped uh, I helped back them to to approach these investors, and the company uh, took off. They nowadays more, they, more than the five hundred thousand. More, more. They end up opening five new brands and they expanded to uh, i'd say nowadays those brands combined they are selling probably around 30 30 between 30 and 40 million annually not a year, not a month right? yeah annually. Okay. <laughs> just talking i was like whoa okay okay, okay good. maybe not maybe not yet <laughs> not yet that's right yeah. okay awesome well that's fantastic i mean that's a great that's a great success. So you're able to do it. But at that time, there was no, I mean, there was no other platform. So the one option he had to sell part of the company, it worked out for him, him or her. Um, so, I mean, that's great. And then, so good job yeah. For helping. And then after I finalized, I look at uh, the opportunities and man, I, I, I called them, uh, the owners of, of the company. And mm -hmm. I said, I'd like to build a model that takes into consideration sales and sales forecasts. Mm -hmm. uh, why, why is that? Because if you look at the pain cycle that Amazon has, you're receiving money every 15 days. Mm -hmm. But most sellers, they are sourcing their products from abroad, right? And you need to make that down payment, wait another 60 days for the product to arrive, go to an FBA, uh, center, mm -hmm. then 15 days later, you're going to receive your first check. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, best case scenario, 60 days, worst case scenario, over 100 days. Yeah. And if you want to advance that cash flow or use that cash flow as a collateral for, for a loan, you're stuck with 15-day cycles. And 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 when you're looking at this, what time was this uh, this whole operation with your friend, the the financing? Now you're looking at this opportunity. What year is this? I'm talking about 2016. Okay. Wow, that's that's pretty recent. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Then um, 
in to early 2017, what what I did, I, I uh, my partners and I, we we first hire was a, a chief data scientist. What we did was we start modeling using data from from their stores. Mm -hmm. Um, we start that model and then uh, mid 2017, when the model was, was done and, and um, we raised a small round, mm -hmm. uh, another round, and then we start literally picking up the phone and calling, calling sellers, wow. calling people that we know and asking for referrals and for uh, a loan, at that point you're already, you're already soliciting, Hey, we'll loan you money right yeah. away. So yeah. You got you got the you got the the, the funding mid two thousand seventeen. You got some money, and, and, and we start testing the model. Let's give it. Okay. Yeah. So by February two thousand eighteen, we stopped. Okay, we we lend out like fifty loans. Let's see, you know, see sure results. Back. <laughs> yeah. Let's measure our results. See what can be done better. And then we were investing into an automation model. That was the first time that we launched the first version of the Sales Funding app. Mm. With that, between February and June, in June we we did a mega launch because uh, like a broader offering, already incorporating Shopify in, nice. in into the picture as well. Uh, and since then we took off, but it's crazy because uh, we look at 2018 and we did uh, we did well. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, you and I, we were talking a week ago, and I said, "Well, it's crazy because in August we did more than we did the entire year in 2018." Wow, wow! And, August 2020, and, and, amazing. Yeah, 2020, and we are talking about this quarter, third quarter of 2020. We're gonna do the same amount or even more than we did in the entire year in 2019. Wow. And that's, and when you mean more, that means like the fee of the, the fee on the, on the loans? Um, or loans amount is burst. Amount is amount. burst. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, that's another thing that we learned and we evolved uh, okay. with time. We, in 2018, 2019, we were uh, pretty much funding our operations with, uh, our own money and some uh, some uh, a couple of of credit funds and some high net worth individuals. In 2020, we signed up for uh, a big credit facility, a multi currency credit facility, that also allowed us to to lower our cost by about um, three and a half four percent. And we pass that benefit to 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 our clients. Wow. Not only that, but we also increase our limit. We had a limit of two hundred fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, the limit is about a million dollars. The official limit is a million dollars, but we have in some some cases clients that have multiple brands, and they perform extremely well. So we we take a multiple. look on a case by case basis. And and so, um, can you tell me now? Obviously, fast forward, you've done now a, a, a spectacular amount. I mean, I don't think financial institutions grow this fast, this quickly. And I don't know very many of them, but I'm assuming you guys did extremely well. Mm -hmm. Now, could you tell me the ratio, right? I would assume 
you know, banks, the reason they don't want to do this is they're expecting a lot of people to default. They go, well, you haven't been in business three years, so you're probably going to go out of business. They're using the statistic of, you know, whatever, 80% of businesses fail in the first three years and yeah. whatever, all this stuff, right? So how many, uh, if this is public info, how many like delinquencies or like on payments out of the whole bunch are you seeing? No, not it, this is, uh, we work with a number that uh, is well below average mm-hmm. from our competitors. Uh, and competitors meaning like like the sort of a cabbage kind of deal or you mean like banks? Um, so there are two online lenders that are listed and uh, that have their shares listed. One is OnDeck, the other one is Funny Circle. Okay. So that's public available information. Okay. Yeah, if you if you look at them, mm-hmm. they probably work with a number that is you know north of uh, like under normal circumstances, I would say around ten to twelve percent delinquencies. Like they, delinquencies. They, the loans that they don't get back. Yeah. Ouch. And more recently, I don't know what that number is. I think and it's pretty high. Yeah, and that's probably why. On deck was acquired. Cabbage was acquired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to speculate on 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 some what the other number is private, now, but 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 private okay. companies. Okay. But okay. yeah, yeah. And in, in our case, we we usually deal with something around two and a half percent, between two right. two and a half percent. So that's like a basically a five a five times better, uh, and that's probably why your rates are five times better. I mean, yeah. honestly, like starting at, I'm looking on your, on your LinkedIn or the website, it's starting at 1499, right? Yeah. That's about like a, an Amazon lending. Like you're saying that rate can make sense. You know, like cabbage, I've seen the, the APR, things like that. If you don't have good credit or whatever, you can get up to 120%, APR, yeah. which I don't know how that's not like loan sharking. Cause I guess it's not a credit card. So Again, I'm not into the legal. It wasn't listed loan sharking. (laughs) (laughs) There was. It was loan sharking. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of yeah, but but that's not illegal or no. It's not. It's not illegal. Yeah, I I, if you ask me, for me, it's it's illegal. But maybe they find ways to to charge that, and I'm not here and get away with it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Based on the law, not like immoral or like unethical, no. but just like literally. It's unethical for sure, but the, that's the other thing. They what they claim, they, they're not lending. Mm. Oh, really? What they, they say they're no, not lending. No, it's not. If they if you want to charge that amount, that amount or that high fee, it's a fee and it's a it's a cash advance. It's not a loan. Oh. That's how they get away. Oh man, there's somebody, I mean, these lie, I mean, come on. But I, I mean, in a way, look, I don't like them. I've never liked them. I know, I know, I actually went to take a loan from them once when I needed money. And I saw a night and I was like, this is weird. It's like a 25% total cost over six months. I was doing some math and I go, whatever it was, it was around those figures. And I go, this is ridiculous. And then I checked yeah. and the APR level is like, a low APR for them was like 50%. And I go, wait, I think, Credit card companies, if they try to do that, over 22% is like a loan shark and that's illegal. And I go, how? I, it just, it didn't yeah. make sense to me. And, yeah. you know, in ours, I, I go, like, you have to be really good to, to pay that back comfortably and, and feel good about that. Like, I, I, I couldn't, I'm very aggressive when it comes to Amazon. 
and I love launching products and adding. And I, and I'm all about the, you know, the, the return on investment ROIs on all the products. And we go for hundred percent. We do all these different things. Even me, I'm so aggressive. I couldn't get myself to no. that level of loan. I, I couldn't, I just, I just said, you know, I'd rather just raise prices, run out of stock or not add products and then do that. It's, it's so yeah. much risk. It's already risky starting a company who is starting it with a hundred percent interest rate. I'm like, geez. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for, and, thank you for not doing that. Thank you for yeah. keeping competitive. And stuff. We, and, yeah, the 1499 is updated actually on, on my LinkedIn and, and Thanks for reminding me that we lowered our minimum to 12 and a half percent. Wow. Wow. Amazing. That's fantastic. And that's, I mean, again, that's, I've taken an Amazon loan, I believe for 1469, 1499. And, and Amazon lending has saved my butt, like, like a lot. When we needed money, the only guys that were there, the banks, I think at the bank at one point loaned us like a hundred thousand, even SBA, they would do a hundred. And then Amazon, at the same time period, like 100,000 is closing. Amazon's like, hey, do you want 750? I'm yeah. like, hey, bank, like, do you want to see Amazon will loan me? If Amazon yeah. will loan me, I think I'm low risk. What do you think? And they, and, and they, you know, they can't look at it. So I really think there's a big gap there. And, you know, uh, I actually took a loan from you guys, I believe last year or something like that for about 100,000. You know, we had never met at the time, but it was amazing because I saw, I thought, hey, if Amazon lending doesn't have a loan out for me, the next best option would be seller's funding. And now it's getting even more competitive. Cause I think when I took it, yeah. it might've been, we took like an 18, 18%, something like that. And it was, it worked for me. It, it, it solved the problem. It's not loan sharking. Uh, it made sense. You know, you looked at my store and, and, and I took way less than I was offered. Um, but it's just, I, I feel that especially for people that are not available for Amazon lending, which I think if you're abroad, some people you can't have Amazon, like there's some companies yeah. that don't, don't go for Amazon, Amazon lending. Um, can they go to you if they can? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. And that's another thing that we, we were talking. We, we added now a digital wallet into our mm-hmm. offering mm-hmm. that uh, allows foreign sellers to direct their marketplace payouts to, to that digital account. Mm-hmm. And based on that, we can lend. We can lend them money. We can advance money. We just launched a, a daily advance product as well. So ideal for retail arbitrage uh, guys mm-hmm. that need that cash flow to uh, to have this high volume uh, trade. Uh, we we offer that as well. So when you put things in perspective, the company has evolved from starting lending strictly to Amazon sellers, mm-hmm. diversifying into multiple platforms, and now not only multiple platforms, but also diversifying to other countries. We have clients, we did our homework, so we are in compliance with regulators in in Canada, UK, Mm. applying for multiple countries in in Europe, Australia. So we have uh, clients based elsewhere that are Mm. selling here in the US. And we offer this banking infrastructure, let's almost uh, like a virtual banking infrastructure for them. And soon, I would say in the next 60 days, you're going to see us extending that offering for U.S. companies selling abroad. We'll be covering Mm. and offering the same service that we offer to foreign sellers selling the U.S. We're going to to offer 
in Canada, we're going to offer in the UK and Europe. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, tell me, from, from what you've seen, right, I don't know how much you interact with the sellers, but what kind mm-hmm. of impact do you think this has had on sellers? If people have written to you or you've talked to them, you know, what do you see this, all this money going out into the market, right? I think on your, uh, there was 7,000 loans, a, a, a lot of loans yeah. going out. Yeah. What impact have you seen uh, from that? No, it's amazing. Well, the other day I was talking to, to a client of ours who, who started with us in 2017. Mm-hmm. The first transaction was uh, that we extend to him was a $50,000 loan. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, we are talking probably about our fifth or sixth transaction. And he has a, a million dollar line of credit with us. Beautiful. So. Yeah, we grew together and that's kind of, uh, that's our mentality. We, we don't want to see, we, we don't want to be perceived as a lender of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and many, many times, like my friend back then, he had to sell a piece of his company to get funded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, why you need to sell when you're starting? You know, I'm an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. You don't. You know extremely well that the, the probably the, the, the most expensive capital that you're gonna have is selling your equity. Yeah, it might be worse than the beginning. Yeah, it might be worse so than cabbage. You know, hold that. You know, get funded. And we're going to be supporting your business from, you know, 100,000, 200,000 to a million in, in credit limits and multiple, multiple products, multiple locations. And by the time that you, you hit that 10 million, 20 million, 30 million dollars in annual revenues, then you start thinking about, you know, selling a stake, reducing your cost of capital. It's a different situation. I agree. Not only that, but during this time, we're going to be reporting your payments to experience. So your business, mm. you, you kind of detach your personal credit score to your business credit score. Oh, I, I thought that the business credit score was only with like a Duns and Bradstreet or something like that. Experian no, actually we, has a, 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 a... Experian has that. And oh. we, re, we, we develop... Uh, so we have this partnership with Experian. Mm-hmm. Experian has a, a score called Telescore, mm-hmm. and we've been reporting to Experian all payments. Oh. That helps your business to build uh, a strong credit report with Experian, so you can share that down the road with with your potential investors or or banks. Oh, nice! And and, and do you, can you pull that? Like, how do you how do you get that info? Um, so if you don't know, it's fine. I pay for that info. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and we have. I mean, me uh, as a business owner, like if I want to know my I, score, I, I need to. I, I will get back to you okay. with that okay, information. Okay. I don't know. Top of my yeah, I mean, maybe it's not even important, right? I, I don't know. Just, just curious. Okay, yeah. and then another question. So, in terms of you know Shopify versus Amazon, right? There's that the initial story of a, of this guy who was uh, selling fifty thousand to five hundred thousand, just going to Amazon. Now, maybe that won't happen right now in 2020, but I definitely think it can. Do you have any stories, right? All, all these, Am- I know a lot of Amazon sellers, right? And Amazon sellers listen to this podcast and they, and they know, hey, Amazon's all my money. Most people have less than 5% of their sales on other places. 
Have you seen any success of Amazon people going to other marketplaces, other things and having success? You have, I'll say, depending, it really depends on your product. You have a strong brand. So in order for you to, to create uh, a, a strong presence in social media, because that's, that's going to be the key. If you want to be successful with your own website, you need to have a strong presence in social media, right? Um, if, if you have that, then your chances are, are good that you will be okay. uh, successful there. Okay. But, but we are seeing an interesting uptrend with Walmart. Oh, okay. All right. I would say most clients that I talk, they, are, they have high hopes with Walmart. The numbers are not there yet. I think the platform has still some limitations in terms of how you can optimize your listings and invest further. But I think Walmart is, is a big bet from most sellers. You're seeing that yeah. the, the payout to the sales numbers go larger on the Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's good to know. Uh, as, a, as a direct competitor for Amazon. Yeah. Shopify is not a direct competitor. I think it's a, an extension of, and especially if you have a strong media uh, presence, then you're gonna, your chances of succeeding are high. Yeah. And then, and then what about your percentage of, let's say, loans, right? You start off Amazon. Uh, do you, what percentage of people are, you know, very strong on Shopify and not strong on Amazon or the guys that are getting their loan based on their Shopify sales or their own website sales? It's interesting. About two thirds of our connected tokens come from Amazon and one third Shopify. Oh, wow. But it's not exclusive. If you look at, uh, we, we run on a monthly basis, a report here that shows average growth mm-hmm. of of our clients and then you look at clusters like amazon only shopify only amazon and shopify mm-hmm. amazon walmart and shopify and so the cluster that grows the most is a combination of amazon and shopify mm. Mm. interesting that they have the highest growth yeah and to be considered in that amazon and shopify does it just have to have a store like yeah. even if you're only selling 0.5% on Shopify, yeah, you're in that category. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're in that category, but we're very, we're so small on <laughs> Shopify. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, but it's okay. Um, and so 30% just means they have Shopify or, or that means they're primary Shopify. The one third of the they, tokens. They want, no, they have a Shopify store. Mm, okay. And then that what about- doesn't mean that they only sell through Shopify. Correct. I would say the majority, they sell in multiple platforms, including Shopify. Okay. And do you have a number of like how many people have stronger Shopify than Amazon? I don't. Okay. Okay. I would love to know that number because, you know, of course, like I, I would consider myself purely Amazon seller. I think we have maybe less than 1% on Shopify, but I'm you know, I have my Shopify connected. It's almost like, hey, in case somebody, you know, some people want to boycott Amazon for whatever reason. They go, I don't want to buy an Amazon. They'll go buy my store or something like that. But the majority of people, you know, you have prime shipping, you have everything. So I don't consider yeah. myself a very pro marketer at all on our, on our website. 
And so, um, you know, I'm just curious, like there, there must be people who are only on Shopify and, and anyway, whatever. I'm, I don't care that much about Shopify. I think Amazon's where all the money is $400 billion. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty of market. So what is, what is next uh, for sellers funding? You know, where do you, where do you see your guys, you, you guys in the next five years? Yeah, I see ourselves uh, with the expansion that I mentioned uh, to to other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, providing this marketplace payout service to to other countries. I see ourselves probably doubling in size again. Uh, not again, but we, we we are quadrupling in size this year, wow. uh, pretty much. I would say uh, I would say that we're gonna double in size just because of that mm-hmm. in the next six months, um, and we have uh, a few cool products and partnerships in place. Uh, one new product launch that we we are about to announce in the next thirty forty five days is our uh, new prepay card. Uh, and it's going to be a combination of uh, it's a card that will have features and, and some some cashback features for users, but also will offer some some cool like perks and discounts. Similar yeah. to like a like Brex, uh, something like a Brex sort of. So Brex is is tricky, and I, I but my perception is that. They they announce that you you have sixty days to pay it off, right? Mm-hmm. But eventually, in sixty days, you need to pay it off. Yes. So there is no financing no alternative. Yeah. If you look at our revenue advance product, you have sixty days to start paying off, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily linked to a card. So, I mean, you you gotta yeah, figure out. Okay, you have a card. How will the card work? Yeah. Yeah, so the card will offer a cashback. Uh, we'll be linking to our financing, uh, our financing uh, tools. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do a daily advance, we're going to offer you um, pretty much the same fee that you pay on the daily advance, you're going to receive as a cashback. Okay. So if you direct, if you opt to, this, to have 100% of the disbursements into the card, it's free money um mm, the term loan we're gonna link that term loan the term loan with the with the card so each time that you withdraw from uh you from your credit limit you're gonna be converting to a term loan it's gonna be disbursed mm. into a card we're gonna offer you uh that that cash back as well so it's it's pretty much very close to, or it's going to cover about 70% of your financing cost. And instead of having uh, 60 days to, to start paying, we start uh, with 12 months amortization, start with 90 days interest-only period. Nice. So it gives more flexibility than, than other uh, cards. Very nice. Um, so that's the, on the card side... And also we have our partnership. So we have a partnership with Helium 10. Uh, Alta by Helium 10 is a product. Uh, it's a combination of our efforts with, with them to develop this, this platform. We will be 
uh, announcing bef between now and year end a number of partnerships with shipping and and, and trading companies uh, offering like a PO financing solution mm. out of the shipping uh, and shipping company platform. And those like uh, a freight, right? We like see a trend. International, international yeah. shipping. Okay. Correct. We see a, uh, a trend now where Amazon uh, is imposing a lot of restrictions and creating new rules, uh, raising the bar for, for FBA. And we see a trend where shipping and freight companies, freight forward companies are growing. And yes, growing and they're charging in more. size and in, in relevance. Yeah. So we'd like to partner with some of those companies and, and offer you know, financing solutions for, for clients in an automated way out of those platforms. Okay, awesome. And then, okay, so now you're dealing with a lot of sellers, a lot of guys connecting. Let's say, you know, someone listening to this, they are selling on Amazon. Maybe they're kind of getting started. At what point do you consider somebody, um, what are the minimum qualifications for somebody to apply for a loan uh, from Seller Sunday? Yeah, six months. Uh, sales history for, for the credit limit, three months sales history for the daily events. That's all we we ask. Um, then on the credit limit, we, we ideally we'd like to see someone pre-qualify for $25,000 or more. And, and what's, do they qualify for $25,000? What does that put the revenue at? Or? Um, I would say... Around $25,000 in gross sales. Okay. So in, a month. in cons so consistent gross. Consistent. Uh, gross for like sales. for three or three to six months. Or six months for, for the, yeah. for, okay. Six months. For the credit limit. 25000 a month for six months. And then they can go to you basically. Yeah. Around there. For the I mean, credit limit. For the yeah, credit for, limit. Yeah. For the credit limit. Daily for the daily advance. Because no it's start. already there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot easier. Three months. Okay. Yeah, and then with the, what's interesting is that once we we start with the daily advance, we create a track record. It's kind of helps you, supports you to grow and to reach that twenty five thousand dollar threshold. And then with that, we can combine those products, both products. Mm, into okay, interesting. And and I wanna I wanna mention it for guys who are listening. I I'm gonna just talk briefly about my you know thought process on taking loans and taking money. Right, I know. I know business owners and entrepreneurs on both sides of this sort of spectrum of like, I will never have a credit card or a loan ever in my life, you know, ever, right? There's, there's that level of like, I'm never touching credit. I'm not going to open a credit card or my business will never have money. And that's success, right? And, 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 and I'm not going to criticize those people because each person, you know, they're living their own life and they have their own risk um, tolerance, right? Now, there is a level of, you know, I'm going to take as much money as possible and loan and get as many loans as possible. Like there's a, there's a sort of spectrum, right? And I want to mention, right, a couple of very successful companies, you know, have taken loans, right? Like large loans. And even, you know, Apple, uh, they have what, $200 billion in cash on their balance sheet and they still take loans. That's correct, right? I mean, you're familiar yeah. with this a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So they're taking loans yes. <laughs> and they have cash. You go like, what? Listen, you know, people, you know, don't understand. A lot of people don't understand that debt is part of a business, right? Because you're, everybody's making their cut on the spread of the numbers, right? In, in Amazon FBA, a lot of guys, we have an opportunity to double our money, 
right? You, you get a product for $10,000. When you sell off that product, you can make $10,000 in profit, right? You could turn that product two or three times in a year, which means with money, and of course, if you take ad costs and other stuff, but let's say you're the single operator, you can triple your money in one year. So you put $10,000, yeah. your profit can be 30,000. So you go, okay, rather than do $10,000 on a product one time, you do $10,000 on a product, you take a seller's funding loan, let's say for 10,000 or let's say 25,000, right? And then you put that into a new product and instead of making 30,000, you've now made whatever, 110,000. And then you pay yeah. what? You pay uh, 5,000 in fees. And you go, for me, the math game- Less. Is like, <laughs> less than that, exactly, less than that. So your, your, your total cost sometimes yeah. can be as low as what, 8%, 9%. You know, uh, it, because it's an amortizing loan as well. So you don't take the 25000 throughout the entire year. Yep. You need, to cal- you need to take into consideration what's the average balance of that loan. So it can uh, be, so be $3,000 on a 25000 The effective cost will be $3,000. Right. So you just, you just got $25,000. That $25,000, you can make $75,000, right? And pay $3,000 on interest. You go... I go like, okay, loans to me at this level, at the interest that you're talking about, with the opportunity we're in now, you know, for me, the risk is so small. The, the, and, and, and again, you, you have proven this in your model. You're having a, a less than a 3% delinquency rate, which means, listen, the chances are, if you know how to sell on Amazon, you take money out, you will do well. And, and by the way, on that, is there... They're mostly the smaller guys that are doing it, or are there some large sellers? Like, how? What's the spread of the guys who like? Oh my gosh, I don't know. My account got shut down. Is there anything like that? It, no, it's a wide, wide range. Wide, okay. We have, you know, from twenty-five to a, to a million and five. So. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of different people. So now, wh- yeah. what I'm saying is, if you can go, there's, there's, there's a risk level, but when if you, what I show, what I tell people, and how when I teach people about Amazon, I go get a success rate. You should understand what your success rate is on launching products, right? You maybe launch two products and see, see what happens with those two. If you're successful on both of them, you know, go get two more, like do four. Can you do 10? And at some point, let's say you did 10 and eight of them did well, you go, listen, if you do the math on that, if you take a loan and instead do 15 rather than doing five and 80% of them succeed, you will succeed. So I'm not saying take money irresponsibly, but run the numbers because in, in, in the finance world, the U.S. has some of the cheapest interest rates. You know, if you try to go borrow money in Mexico or borrow money probably in the U.K., some of these interest rates are so much higher. In this country, we have opportunity. We have entrepreneurs like yourself bringing opportunity to other people. And I just, I encourage people, oh, I'm going to have a, a special link to sign up. If you want to, you do want to get money from sellers funding, Go to aaroncordovascom slash sellers funding and you can apply through there. Um, we'll, we'll work out some sort of deal. Uh, so, you know, hopefully those are, well, those are good guys, right? They're listening to this. They know they'd be responsible. And, yep. and check it out. Apply through there because, guys, if you are succeeding on Amazon, if you have one successful product, try to multiply that. Try to do two. Do you succeed at two? Try to do four. Okay, from there, go to six or go to eight. But I've seen over and over adding products will bring people more cash if they're doing it correctly. Don't go from two to a hundred products. Don't be crazy. Don't take a $500,000 loan from the service funding and add 500 products. You know, if you haven't done already 400 products, right? So 
I just see this as a humongous, tremendous opportunity. Guys who are, you know, bootstrapping, uh, don't have venture capital. They're starting with, uh, you know, they're already doing $30,000 a month. Like, and you can get money at $3,000 a year to, to have twice as much capital. So I really urge people, if you want to grow, I've taken money, I've taken money from service funding, Amazon lending, but at decent interest rates that you can pay off. Even if your product does terrible, you are going for 100, 200% return. You get a 50% return. You do it twice. You've doubled your money and you pay 10%. It's like ridiculous. Anyway, uh, that's just a little message for anybody listening to this. I recommend be aggressive because unless you believe you will fail, unless you have a history of failing, right? If you launch your first product that fails, don't try to go get money, right? Bootstrap it as much as you can until you prove the model and then go for money. Um, I really appreciate you uh, having that opportunity for people. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. It was a great chat. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Bye.